Forget the song or the lyrics. Anyways, welcome back, Double Team Fam. How are we doing today? Uh, my nose itches. Hold on. Okay, while Kimi picks her nose practically. Thank you, everyone, for listening to my big fat Greek divorce last week. Um, I appreciate everyone's kind words. I got a lot of lovely messages from you guys, and I just want to say they all truly touched me. I I was very emotional. But I feel like now I have so much to talk about. Anyways, so thank you Netflix guys. Netflix already reached out wanting to make a <laughs> My Big Fat Greek Divorce film. Now, of course, the original actors aren't all that interested, but however we are. Um, so, so catch us on Netflix when the special comes out, JK. Um, but really, it's, Netflix. It's a great if story. Li- it's a great story. Yeah. We just need one Netflix producer to believe in us. Um, Especially when it comes to that whole Grease trip. It'd make a hell of a show. I need to unpack more of it in therapy before I'm able to. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I need to go to therapy. I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm fine. That's not all I'm unpacking in therapy. Anyways, so yeah, let, let's get started. Again, thank you all everyone for all the lovely messages. So it yeah. was really touching. Oh, well, wait, a couple of announcements. Um, so oh, I'm so proud of myself. Okay, so I I designed our entire website. That's Cammy. Cammy designed uh, the entire website. Yes, Cammy here. I now with the help of a friend, of course, gonna give her a quick shout out. Thank you, Sarah. She and I used her dual monitors. Anyways, very proud of myself. I designed our entire DT website. You can catch us on double teamed podcast.com. Um, which is a great way for, you know, just, you know, it's a cute little about us page, but also just a great way to like sign up for our email list. Give us your email. Um, <laughs> and find, we're any, not going to send you spam. We promise. Yeah, no. Um, but find any relevant links. Um, now relevant links you ask. Yes, we are launching our Patreon. So I'm so excited about that. Now, I, I just fell in love with the names that we chose. So we are going to have five tiers. DT Fan. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. DT Friend, DT Fam, DT Fetish, and DT Fantasy. Go ahead and go on to Patreon to see what all of those are about. Just because off the top of my memory, y'all know it's not that great up here. So um, her memory, she means not the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, no, the the Patreon's great. Go check it out. Go check out, you know, each tier, see what suits you best. And if you want to throw some support our way, we'd love to see it. So. Yeah, we'd love any support. Having yeah. a podcast is not cheap. 
Uh, it's also a labor of love. It's like a second full-time job that you don't get paid for. Exactly. We'd love to be paid for it. So anyways, yeah, if you if you like our content, if you like what we're putting out, um, you wanna support you wanna, us. Yeah, you want to see more of us, come on by to Patreon and support. Now, I, we, our, I thought we weren't releasing the... St- I was going to say, one tier we're not releasing yet just because I'm fine-tuning it. That's going to be DT Fetish. Now, DT Fantasy, for all my listeners and followers out there who always ask for pay, that tier might suit you. So <laughs> I'm not going to go send ahead and give it a go. I'm not um, going to send nudes. We're not but. sending nudes, but you might find something there. You know, the DT fantasy one, it is, you know, tell us your fantasy and we'll see what we can do about it. Um, and then the other ones are just going to have some, you know, some great, great additions to our content. You know, when you sign up, for example, DT fam, you're going to get a newsletter. You're going to get, you know, Patreon monthly, ask me anything. Oh, look at me remembering so many fun things. So close friends, I intend to start putting a lot of really juicy shit on close friends. Now that we're going to have the close friends tied to Patreon. And if anyone, yeah, I would say Nikki's close friends on her personal page is lit. It's fire. It's If lit. you follow me on my personal page, like there's some drama usually. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say, well, yeah, sometimes drama. Depends. It's not the real housewives in there, but you know, it's fun. I make it fun. It's a fun place to be in my opinion. Yeah. So, so yeah, come join us. Check out our site again. That is doubleteamedpodcast.com. And then there's a cute little link on there that takes you right to Patreon. Yep. So very excited for these announcements. We decided to release it with the Aries new moon. So it is an Aries new moon this Thursday and Friday, Yay. depending on when you're listening to the episode. Um, So April 1st and then, well, I guess technically March 31st and April 1st is the Aries new moon. As Aries risings, this is happening in Kimmy and I's first house of self of self and so it's a great time for us to release this and you know manifest our projects if you're also an Aries rising phenomenal time like the new moon is always a great time to start shit and you know especially things that you like want to go well because like think about it like the new moon is like the beginning of the lunar cycle right it's also the beginning of my menstrual cycle so (laughs) cute detail okay (laughs) Uh, my menstrual cycles linked with the full moon, but okay. So anyway. Anyway. Fun fact. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Oh, I was going to say I have a funny story to begin with before we jump into today's topic. Nikki's um, story time. Well, I feel like I always begin with story time before we... It's a fun little segment we started. Yeah, is it? I guess so. Unintentionally. Anyways. Oh, wait. Before you get started, I want to say to any fellow DT fan members who watch Bridgerton... Season two came out. Season two came out. I'm already done with it one time around. I'm now halfway through watching it for a second time. Would love to discuss. So if anybody wants to hop in IG DMs um, and talk about Bridgerton. Or maybe we could start a little forum. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that. Yeah, because there, there's just so much to unpack I have there. some thoughts. Yeah, well, I'm only halfway through season two. I haven't quite finished it yet. Now, I will say there was this one quote um, that Lady Danbury said. And as soon as she said it, I was like, oh. I literally paused, rewinded, and listened to the quote. Again, let me pull it out. Here it is. Okay. So she said, a life of independence is no mere consolation. Indeed, many would think it the better prize. After passion cools and fate intervenes, who else is a woman left with but herself? Literal chills. That's Are we going to unpack that? I mean, I, what she's basically saying, because like in for context, her and... 
uh, Ms. Sharma were discussing like ending up like married or independent in life. And she was saying that like a life of independence is no mere consolation. Like, oh, that's your consolation prize for never getting married. She's saying like some would think it's like the better route to go because, you know, when you get older and you've been in a relationship for a long time, like passion cools off. So I think I, I loved that quote because even though like, yes, you know, obviously your partner is committed to you and everything, like at the end of the day, like the the number one person that you can count on is usually yourself. And that's what I've always thought of. Granted, I'm lucky enough to have Cammie in my life. Like I 1000% know I can always count on her, but I've always thought to myself, like, you know, at the end of the day, like I have me, like that's who I know is going to be my biggest cheerleader, my biggest lover, my biggest supporter, my biggest everything is myself. Anyways, I've always believed like at the end of the day, like you always have yourself. So I really like this quote. It really stood out to me. Who else is a woman left with but herself? Now that's the same thing can go for a man too, or non-binary or, you know, at the end of the day, as a person, who can you count on the most? You. Be the person that you can trust for yourself. Be the person that you can count on for yourself. Be your biggest cheerleader, your biggest lover, everything, because that's who you can count on, in my opinion. So, so yeah, great quote. Thank you, Bridgerton and the writers, you know, Shonda Rhimes. Uh, phenomenal. We love us some Shonda Land. Okay. Now, moving on to my story. Let's hear it. Now, can I begin? Thank you. Okay. So, I... Okay. Well, for starters, I'm going to say this. Actually, Cami hasn't even heard this story now that I think about it because I haven't told you. So this will be this will be a natural reaction from Cami. A natural. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are the rest of them fake? No, but like so, you know, you you've heard my stories before, so it's like. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got Botox redone and I can just feel it really frozen. Like, am I even moving? I guess. Yeah. You have a little bit of movement. A little bit. I did. I did ask my esthetician. I was like, I was like, I want to at least be able to look a little bit surprised. (laughs) I was like, don't freeze me. Keep a little bit of that surprise in there. She's like, okay, I got you. And then I left. And then after, you know, it's settled. At first I thought this eyebrow had a lot of movement and I was really pissed, but now I'm looking at it and it looks good. Yeah, it looks fine. You're fine. Your Botox is fine. Anyways, uh, when I was saying was, no, I know your reactions are natural. I'm just saying like, you've listened to my stories like a million times, I feel like always. So I'm so excited. This one you haven't heard. Okay. So I mentioned it on the broke girl therapy episode before this one guy who I hook up with occasionally. He has a really big dick and it's very thick and he likes to choke me with it. And so like my method is to like relax when he's choking me with it. So we play this really fun game where like, as I'm like, taking him in my throat. He like wraps his legs around my shoulder and like pushes me down. And then like, I'll tap out when I need to. But like, he usually tries to Wait, what position is this? I'm blowing him. I know. I'm, so like he's laying back okay. on my head. I'm like, thank on, you. That's what I need. I'm trying to visualize it. Like, okay. is he standing up? Like, how is no, he? No, no, like, no, no. He's laying back on the bed. I'm in front of him with my mouth on his dick. Okay. He wraps his legs okay, around my shoulders and like holds me down while I choke on it. And so like, that's when I'm practicing, like trying to relax and, you know, playing with, you know, I guess they call it breath play in the kinky world. <laughs> Anyways. And it's really fun. I really enjoy it because it, it's reminiscent of um, the first top or dom, whatever you want to call him that I ever had because we used to play this game quite a bit. It's one of my favorites. Anyways, so we were doing this and say that can't be the whole story. (laughs) No, that wasn't the whole story. So we're doing this the other day and like I'm starting to tap out, but it's already too late. I start like throwing up on his dick, but my like his, his, he's thick. 
very thick and like my mouth didn't open nothing came out instead I immediately swallowed it all back and and then I was already tapping out with my hand so he was like releasing me so I just like swallowed it all pulled his dick out of my mouth and then like I don't think he noticed and he never mentioned it and I don't know if he did and I'm really curious if he did or not so dudes if a girl's ever thrown up on your dick have you noticed did you notice like does it feel like warm fluids coming out like I mean if there's chunky stuff in there <laughs> okay take it from someone who has thrown up a lot during uh during blowjobs during blowjob lessons um that I had uh, last year yeah I've, I I threw up a ton um and actually he really enjoyed it so some guys are into it. Yeah. Uh, but also like, God, you what? know, really make sure you eat something plus. But I've literally before, like as he was pulling out, the throw up was coming and I just closed my mouth and it's all in my mouth. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, and, like, I have to swallow all of it. So yeah. I, I immediately swallow all of it. I don't remember. I don't know if guys, I don't know what y'all's dicks feel. Yeah. That's what I'm curious. But he never mentioned it. I don't think, I really don't think he noticed. And I haven't mentioned to him either but I, I was so proud of myself I immediately swallowed it not a drop left my mouth you couldn't even tell uh one time I threw up in my dude's car and we used my blazer to clean it up which blazer I sent it straight to the dry cleaners <laughs> <laughs> it's that purple one <gasps> I and I actually blazer. I don't know if all of it I can really have to inspect that one because I don't know if all if everything came out Anyways, but that is probably my favorite game to play with like a really big dick is like see how far I can put it in my throat. But I will say And then get choked by it. Like actually not even ladies, just anybody who's choking on dick. You really got to be careful with your throat. Yeah, you you got to relax. Well, no, I'm just saying if you're going to be choking on dick a lot and, you know, throwing up like that can damage your throat. Yeah, but how often are you throwing up in one session of like cock sucking? Well, no, I'm just saying, I mean, if you do it, you know, fucking five times a week. You know, okay, that is a lot. That's a lot. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm like, be careful. Yeah, but okay? I don't do this that often. This you is the first time I've ever thrown up on someone's dick. Okay, I was just saying, you got to be careful. I don't know the frequency in which you're doing this, but you just got to be careful. Well, I don't hook up with him that often. It's a very sporadic thing. At this point, we're just like really cool friends who like occasionally fuck. Lovely. Yeah. Anyways, we okay. love that. So that was that was my story for the day. Hope you all enjoyed it. Um, and to the dude that I'm talking to, I'm really curious to see if he noticed it. And if you're a dude who's into cock choking and puking, I, I'm curious. Deep throating? Yeah, well, no, but I mean like it, like to getting a girl to the point where they like throw up on your dick. Like I'm curious what's hot about that. I would, I, I too would like to know what men find appealing because it's like the smell. It's definitely not it. It could just be like in the, the mess. Mo- it could just be like in the moment that it's just like hot that like that's like the the reaction that you incited from their body. Yeah, but I hope you didn't just eat. That's anyway. why like, you know, actually this was literally right after we had breakfast. Exactly. <laughs> like if you're going to be sucking on dick, you need to like have it during your fast, like first thing in the morning. Maybe sometime at night. Yeah, but then you're throwing up like bile. Anyways, okay, you know what? We're going to move on. Um, (laughs) This has nothing to do with today's episode, by the way. Like this story was not like a great like segue into what I wanted to discuss. So absolutely switching gears. (laughs) Now we're going to go 180. Yeah, an entire 180. I was going to say 360, but no, it's 180. Okay, so today I wanted to talk about. Um, Do you know what 360 is? Yes, I know. Circle, yes, okay. yes, I know what 360 is. Okay, anyways. So let's um, talk about sex, baby. You know what I noticed on the camera? We look like watermelon. 
I'm wearing a pink top. Kami's wearing green. So it's like watermelon sugar high up in here. Harry. Harry. Watermelon sugar high. <laughs> watermelon sugar high. Okay. And then no more of that watermelon. because honestly, I can't hit that note. No, I can't either. Bless but I heart. can hit Harry Styles if he ever wishes to. I am 1000% down. Yeah. If you and Olivia are looking for <gasps> a, a third submission, I would be their third. I would be their service sub. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, anyways, moving on. sure. Back to the subject at hand. It's a serious one. We got to shift to a serious mindset. We have to have some entertainment in here. I thought the puking story was plenty entertaining. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) You know, throughout my whole divorce, um, let's just say, like, I really had to sit down and have some discussions with my ego. It's a very, you know, a lot of, a lot of things came up that I had to face things that like I was, I thought I kind of faced and understood where I stood on those things. And then like this comes up and I'm like, oh, you know what I also found funny? I was like, there's episodes ago. I think it was the episode with Nick Vial. I was like, oh yeah, he chose someone else. Like that's his choice. And then the universe was like, oh yeah, <laughs> well, let's just see let's about that. that. Let's prove it. You know what? Bet, <laughs> bet, no cap, bet. no cap. <laughs> That's literally what the universe is. Using says. Gen Z terms. Yeah. Anyways. It's going to be a Gen Z episode. What's their lingo? I don't know what they're using these days. Go on TikTok. Anyways, so um, so let's just say that there are some moments I had to sit down with my ego and look like, and be like, you know what? Look, um, I hope I don't sound like, like a psychopath when I say this, but I'm the kind of person that like I personify the parts within me. Kami, do you do this? Not what I thought was going to come out of your mouth, <laughs> but... <laughs> I do to an extent. Um, I mean, I have my drunk alter ego, Tiffany. I don't know that I've named my ego. No, my ego is just like, I, I, he, to me, in like how I envision my ego, it's a man. I don't know why it's a man, but it is. Um, it's a he. I refer to him as a he. Anyway, so there's my ego and you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's my ego. I personify him as that. And then there's my siren. She's pretty cool. That's like my sexuality. That's like me as a sexual being. There's my inner child. Um, she and my siren do not get along. But you know what? I, I am trying to mend the relationship between the two. Um, so there's a three of them. And then there's my past, present, and future self. So like past Nikki, future Nikki, who's like an absolute badass. And then like present Nikki. Those are like, you know, every time I have a little team meeting within myself, like those are the people that I see and they all look a little bit different. I would say I have something similar. Yeah. I have my past, present and future self. And I mainly refer to my past self as like college Camilla, which I think y'all have heard me talk about her before. Mm -hmm. My higher self, she's beautiful. She's got long flowing white hair, this like sun-kissed skin. That's funny because mine has black hair. Oh, mine has white hair. She's kind of blonde. My siren has blonde hair. And then my inner child, I'm always holding her. My inner child has has our natural hair color. When I meditate. Actually, I never see her face. She's always clinging to me like a monkey. This is what I see when I meditate. I don't know if this sounds weird to any of y'all. I know. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I don't know if y'all do this like with your inner parts. This is how I do it so I can compartmentalize. So when something's wrong, I can be like, who's upset? Is my ego upset? Is my inner child upset? Is my siren upset? Is it past Nikki showing up because she's scared? Is it future Nikki? Because she's like, hey, what are we doing here? We got to fix this. Because if you want to get to me, like you got to, you know. So that's how the reason why I personify those pieces within me 
is so that I can figure out within me who's got the problem here. So who's upset? Yeah. Who's upset? (laughs) So I feel like a lot of times like during my divorce and everything that was going on, it was a lot of it was my ego and my inner child. And then, you know, what? also my siren. I take that back. Um, she, she wasn't as upset as my ego and my inner child, but like my ego was the one that got hurt the most, um, during the whole divorce. And it's funny. Cause when I was thinking about like your ego or like the ego, it, it dawned on me one day. So Tinks, who I follow on TikTok and Instagram, I remember one time she was like on, actually she said this on Nick Vial's podcast. She was like, women date like venture capitalists, men date like stockbrokers. So when a man sees a woman, he's like, yep, that's her. That's the stock. That's the one that I want. I'm buying it right now. Right. Whereas women, you know, when they date, they're like, okay, she's what she, her example was like, we had a headboard and we do this and this, like, I think it could be a really great relationship. And so like, you're looking at it like a venture capitalist where you're like, what are the things that we need to make this like great? And that's how men and women are. And I, and I looked at that statement and I was like, that's the male and the female ego. The male ego likes to conquer. The female ego is the savior complex. That's like me and my ex, Dom. Yeah. Like to a T. Yeah. I'm over here like, I can save him. And then he's, you know, he's like, yep, conquer. check mark, got that. Now on to the next. Exactly. And, uh, and so I'm like, and I, and I remember when I thought this, I'm like, surely I can't be the only one who's thought it. So I Googled it. Sure enough. That's what it talks about. The male ego likes to conquer, likes to like obtain all those things. Whereas like the female ego wants to nurture, wants to save, wants to grow. Um, so very different energies when it comes to the, like the male and the female ego. Um, and let me put it this way too. Like this, you know, I'm using male and female as in like how it's described like masculine and feminine, but you know, if we're getting into like non-binary, like binary, you can be, you know, a very, a woman or non-binary or whatever, and like have more of like a male ego, right? Anyways, what I'm saying here is like, it's not gender specific, but yeah, there were plenty of instances like throughout where my ego was like severely hurt by everything that was going on. And it got me like thinking about like the work you have to do with your ego in order to be a non-monogamist, I would say. Can I ask? Sure. Because I remember when... Did I tell on the pod that the reason my ex-fiance and I broke up was because he cheated on me? I can't remember, but yes, he cheated on you. Continue. I remember when my ex-fiance cheated on me. I feel like I'm pretty good at, you know, keeping my ego in check. But that was one of the few times I let her just absolutely rip into him. I don't like to be a mean person when I, you know, when I speak. But damn, did I just let her loose? You know, like drunk Tiffany, I like to keep her in check. And then my ego, I like to keep her in check. But this time I just, so I I guess I had a question for you. Like, you know, did you ever let your ego speak? Oh, absolutely. Um, And they weren't really my proudest moments. Uh, If anything, those are probably the moments where I regret what I said the most um, because they weren't productive things. They were probably hurtful and it all stemmed from my ego. But I guess to, to clarify, like what I mean by that is like, obviously he chose a future with her because it aligned more with the things he wanted, a family, children, a home life, those things. But I, you know, for some time there, I still looked at it as like, he's choosing her over me. Because I'm like, I could maybe offer those things. And for a second there, I was like, man, you know what? Maybe I can give him some kids. Um, And I offered that to him. And then I was like, and then later I was like, no, I can't do that. But for a while there, it felt like he was choosing her over me. Really, I think he was was choosing the, the future that they wanted together, not necessarily her. Well, maybe still her, but whatever. What I'm saying was, and obviously, you know, my opinion of her is biased. Uh, because of the things that we went through. But I do think she is a good person. Um, and I do think that she could be a good partner to him. Um, she's not perfect. I definitely think she's got some things that 
she's got to work on. But at the end of the day, like I think the two of them could be happy together. And, you know, she she is fundamentally a good person. I will say that. However, you know, in the midst of all of this, obviously my emotions are very heightened. And I was looking at it and I'm like, okay, her and I are opposite in many, many ways. And I, and like my ego was sitting there like, how the hell could he choose her over me? I'm not saying I'm God's gift to mankind because I'm not. I am no better than anyone. But at the same time, I was like, I've worked so hard to achieve these things. And he's choosing someone who has not accomplished the same things that I have. If you looked at it on paper, you'd be like, oh yeah, you're an idiot. Like, why are you going that route? The clear answer is this route. And that's, that was my ego saying that. That was my ego saying, how could he choose someone that hasn't done near the things that I have, that hasn't accomplished these things and that isn't me? And then I had to sit there and be like, because you know, at the end of the day, it's not about the things you accomplish. It's not about like how great of a person you are. It's about how you make someone feel. And it's about like the the things that someone envisions with you. And he, she made him feel a certain way. Obviously I did too, but she also was who he envisioned the future that he wanted with. And that wasn't me. And so I had to, like my ego and I had to sit down and have some tough conversations about that. And I think honestly, like through all of it, it gave me a much better understanding of my ego. I think my ego and I have a great relationship now because for a while there, I did let him out. It is a he. And like I said, for some reason, I personify him as a he. Anyways. Mine's like Medusa now that I think about it. It. My siren's more like Medusa, a little less so, but without the men killing it. Well, she does like to conquer. Um, anyways, <laughs> so it was a really good lesson in, in understanding why I was hurt. And a lot of it, almost always, it came down to my ego's wounded. There were a couple things that, you know, throughout like my inner child, you know, my first father wasn't around. My second father, you know, pretty much let our relationship disintegrate when he learned about my lifestyle. And so it's like, you know, my inner child was also hurt that I felt like yet another man was abandoning me. But that one, you know, I dealt with separately, but the ego one is the one that I had to deal with the most. Um, and finally I got to a point where I realized I'm like, you know what, like the, it doesn't matter about these things that I've accomplished and whether or not I look better on paper compared to her, like value isn't of a person isn't solely based on, you know, the things you accomplish or how much money you have, how young you are, how pretty you are, like all those things. That, that's not what gives you value. At the end of the day, what gives you value is like how you make someone feel, how, you know, the friendship that you build, the bond, the connection, like those things. are The going, love you offer. The love you offer, all of that. Yeah. That's really at the end of the day, like what's going to to form a, a solid relationship and, and for someone to choose you. But it got me thinking like just as you know, your ego as a whole. And it also got me thinking about like your ego in dating. And honestly, like ever since I've started dating as someone who's possibly looking for a primary partner again, someone I could marry again someday and, and having the relationship that with my ego that I do now, like it feels like a completely different perspective. That second wedding's going to be lit. I can't lit. wait. I'm going to plan the whole thing. <laughs> I want a black wedding dress. Exactly. Okay. Anyways, my thought is like, if you're going to be non-monogamy, in my opinion, I don't know if this is everyone's, you know, thought, but a lot of your ego has to die in order for you to be like, okay with non-monogamy. In order for you to accept that you can't fulfill every need of your partner, like your ego has to come to understand that. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I think that's where people struggle the most. And then like working through jealousy and insecurity, that's all ego work right there. Yes, sometimes jealousy is stemmed to like unmet needs. Jealousy can also be stemmed to, you know, issues with your ego. Your ego's jealous that, you know, so maybe your partner's got a new partner and they've got a better pair of tits or they've got a higher paying job or they've got, you know, they're younger, like whatever. Like your ego has to sit there and be like, hey, you know, this isn't going to affect us. This isn't going to like devalue us in any way. We're still valuable, even if like the way that it compares is different. You know, like I said, I don't know if this is everyone else's experience in non-monogamy, but I I do think in non-monogamy, quite a bit of the work that goes into the inner work that goes into making it successful deals with getting a handle of your ego. There are lots of ways you can do that. These are just the ways that I've done it. You know, like I said, I sit down, I talk with it, I personify it. I'm curious to know what ways you do do it. Like what, what does that conversation look like? like within yourself. Cause I remember like, for example, when I found out that I got cheated on, I absolutely was like, why the hell would someone cheat on me? And then I sat there with myself and I was like, well, Cammy, first of all, you weren't around for like six months cause you moved, you know, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's beside the point. That's besides the point. Second of all, then I had to think about, you know, perhaps the things that we were like lacking at that moment. Which, yeah, I I had moved three states, you know, west side, whatever. And also just we had barely seen each other that year. We only saw each other for like two months. And our relationship was a little bit, you know, kind of lacking in a way. So perhaps I wasn't, you know, like the best partner. And I and I had to sit there with myself and be like, okay, well, you know, this happened, but that doesn't take away from who you are. Like, yeah, they chose this other person, but now you get to make that choice for yourself as to what you want. So well, I mean, that, that's similar to how the conversation went with my ego. I had to sit there and be like, look, just because they chose someone who is different than you doesn't mean that you're any less valuable. And like I one thing I did do is I journaled quite a bit. I also had a lot of I had a lot of weird dreams about the two of them. The number of times I dreamt about them. It was, and I remember I had one dream in particular where I had like it was all of us together and I had like pushed her in the water because I was like upset at her or whatever. And then when I woke up and I was journaling about it, I'm like, I I don't want to be mean to her just because I my ego's hurt because of this. And I remember like when we were in Greece, there was one time where we were at the beach and then like as we were leaving the beach, we were talking to the, a group of people that had come up to us. And out of nowhere, like I, I just, I didn't want to be around those people because like it was a very emotional time. So I like ran to a building around the corner and I was like crying and like against the wall. And my husband comes, and he's trying to like calm me down. I'm like hyperventilating at this point. I was like near a panic attack. Panic attack. I've never had a panic attack. They're not fun. But this was like the closest I've ever gotten to a panic attack. And then she came around. And I remember like she, when she was like in there in front of me and I was trying to calm down, like I looked at her and I'm like, you need to step it the fuck up if you're going to be his life partner. You need to fix your shit. You need to get it together so that you can be the partner that he needs for the rest of his life. And, and I'm over here fighting for her dog. <laughs> I'm like, no one gets to keep Sammy except us. Anyways, and and I said that in that moment because I thought, okay, if he's going to choose someone else, like I want her to be perfect and I want her to be everything he deserves because he deserves a good partner. And, I, and like, after I said those things, I realized I'm like, that was all my ego talking, thinking that like, A, I, you know, was a, a better partner and B, you know, that she hadn't met the standard in the way that I had. And to be honest, like, no, I wasn't the perfect partner. And that was another thing too. I had to sit there and be like, 
He, and I remember I wrote a lot about it this quite a bit too. I'm like, there were times that I was not the best wife. I was not the best partner, the best lover. And I had to sit there and be like, this, these are the reasons why I wasn't. Nikki's not good at doing the dishes. I'm not. Yes. I just don't like to do dishes anyways. And so, and, and then, so like I put a lot of work into like thinking like, okay, yes, I, I recognize the things that I feel make me valuable at the same time. Like you can't place an emphasis on those things and be like, oh, I have these things and that's why I'm valuable. No, you're valuable again, kind of going back to like what I said, like how you make someone feel, how you show love, how, what, you know, like things related to like energy and love and compassion and empathy, those things. And so like, I had to detach a lot of the value that I put on myself you know, from my accomplishments and instead place more emphasis on the things that I can offer to someone as a partner in the future, compassion, trust, love, honesty, communication. Those things make me a valuable person and a valuable partner, not the fact that I've accomplished a lot of great things in my life and, you know, hopefully will continue to like, so, so that's where a lot of the work went into. And that's where, that's where my ego and I really sat down and and tried to figure out or tried to disentangle my previous view of what a good partner and a solid wife or whatever was, and instead be like, these are actually the things that make you a better wife, a better partner and whatnot. Did your ego try to mansplain you? No. And I used to, and I used to always like in the very beginning, I put my ego away in a cage and be like, you're not coming out. Cause it, like I said, I said some things that I wasn't very proud of. And at the end of the day, I was like, I shouldn't have said those things because they were hurtful. They weren't productive and it didn't help the situation. And then I was, and so then I, I would just like lock away my ego and be like, I'm done with this. And then I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Like what I need to do instead is like build a better relationship with my ego. So like, let it out of the cage, befriend it, understand it, get a, you know, figure out how we can work together instead of just like shutting it out. And I feel like I've gotten to a good place with it. I mean, I was just going to say, you know, how even as we're like, as we're growing up, we are sort of kind of taught in a way that our ego, you know, and our ego, I guess that our value comes from the things, the tangible things we accomplish nearly. Right. Oh, absolutely. As a woman, it's like, oh, you had children, you got a wife, you know, you had a husband, you have a house, like, look at all that you've accomplished. Look at all that you offer. And then, you know, for men, it's like, you have a good job. You know, you bought your kids a, you know, a house. You, you have, have a, a wife, nice car. car. Yeah. So it's like, it, it always tends to be like, you know, the things that we're seen for its value is always like, you know, like, oh, what do we have? Rather than like, oh, what can we give? That's a great way to put it. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. And I agree because I realized I'm like, doesn't matter if she's got different things than I do. She can still give him love, support, compassion, empathy, trust, like she can still give him all of that in the same way that I can. So that that was definitely a a big realization for me and something that I took a lot of time to process through. And it also got me thinking kind of like on your tone there. So much of the relationship escalator is tied to the ego. Think about it. Obtaining a partner, accomplishing monogamy, someone choosing you, only you, picking you, you know, above all others, that then, that all sates your ego. Moving in together, getting a house. Yeah, checking all those boxes and obtaining all those things. It's those- like you're on that escalator with a clipboard and, yeah. and a pen. And you're like, oh, done with that. We did that. Yep. And then that's supposed to like, you did something that in the eyes of society is good. So like your ego should be happy. That's what I'm saying. Like society teaches us to feed our egos in like the completely wrong way. 
you got to feed your ego different things so that to build a better relationship with it. So then you get to a point where like, it's not about, like you said, the things you have, it's about like what you can offer emotionally, spiritually, mentally, all those things. Now I will say this. I've also noticed like in dating, I don't know about you, but there have been times where like I've been with guys and I want them so bad. They're hot, you know, great body, great job, phenomenal dick, great in bed, nice, caring, all those things. Or, you know, they check those boxes, right? They have those things to offer that society is like, yes, good. We want that. Perfect. But there's not that spark there. I only want them because my ego's like, yep, they check all those boxes. I want them. He looks good in that. I want him. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So then like in dating, I started realizing like w- the number of times that I like chose people solely because of my ego. And so then now like that's another thing that I've been working in relation with my ego. Like him and I are like, okay, how are we going to choose a partner that, yes, obviously you want someone you're attracted to. You want someone that offers financial stability. You want someone that offers good things. But at the same time, you do want someone that, that offers like the things that make you feel good, you know, they are compassionate. They do show you love. You feel that spark with them. Like, you know, it's not just the things, you know, but also the the person behind it. And so like, yeah, you know, maybe they don't have six pack or, you know, a phenomenal tits or like, you know, washboard abs and, you know, the best ass or whatever, but like they make you feel good. Like that's where you should put your ego aside and be like, I love this person for who they are, not the package that they come in. So. No, I think that, that I think that's true. I mean, I no, I absolutely feel that because there have been a lot of guys where I'm like, I want them because my ego wants them. They're going to look good next to me. They check all those boxes of like, you know, things that they have or have accomplished. And so my ego's like, yep, that's the one. And that's, those are the times that I have to sit there. This is probably where I bring my inner child in a little bit. And then also future Nikki, you know, to make the decision. I'm like, well, do they also make my inner child feel good? Do they make me feel nurtured? Do they make me feel cared for? Is ego's happy? Okay. But is my inner child happy? Is my future self looking at this person seeing and saying, yes, we can build something with this person. We can have, you know, a future that we both like commit to and give to and everything. So I challenge anyone when in dating, in non-monogamy, in monogamy, honestly, even look at your partner and see like, what boxes are they checking? Is it more than just your ego? Are they, are they taking care? Are they offering more than just like the things they bring to the table, but also like, you know, are they taking care of your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit, all those things. It did make me think that, you know, whenever I initially started dating back when we opened up kind of after our little COVID break, as I like to call it. Um, and I started dating again, when I got on the dating apps, like I was dating a lot with my ego. I I was. Um, and I definitely recognize that now because like, you know, hindsight's 2020. I reflected a lot on like the past year and I realized I'm like, I dated with my ego because I was going after guys that were hot, had great dicks, good bodies, um, girls too. You know, all these things because I, I wanted to check those boxes and like just have sex with really great people or really hot people, I should say. And like, that's great and all, but my husband was taking care of a lot of those inner needs for me. He made me feel nurtured. He took care of my inner child. He, you know, my future self was happy because we saw a future with him that, you know, took care of all those things. So, so then my ego was the one going and my siren. Yeah. My ego and my siren were going out there and having all their fun because inner child and future Nikki were like, we're good with your, you know, we've got our dude, my husband, like we're good. And so, you know, the other two went and had their fun and like, that was great and all. But then like when him and I, you know, obviously like and started ending our relationship and I was dating, I realized I need to date to also take care of my inner child, 
my future self, not just my ego and my siren. So it's definitely changed my perspective on on dating, I would say. It's also made me like realize, you know, like I was saying how like the relationship escalators kind of tied quite a bit to your ego as well. I mean, you know, I value friendship in a long-term relationship. I think future Nikki wants someone that is going to be her best friend in the way that my husband was my best friend. So I'm focusing less on that passion and that like, you know, just fiery energy and instead like wanting, yes, I want to spark there with someone. I want a connection, but I want to build a friendship first. And so lately I've been focusing more on, on the friendship aspect. Yes. I'm still jumping into bed with them right away. You know, we can, but you can, you can do both at the same time, but like, instead of being like, we're going to be friends with benefits first. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Friends with, yeah, friends with benefits, but more friends, but more friends. Yes. And then, yeah. And then, and then we'll worry about the rest, but no, but, but seriously, like what I'm, what I'm, looking at it or how I'm looking at it is like, I really want to focus on the friendships because I know like that's, what's going to make me happiest in the future is like someone that's my best friend again. So that's why I always say, I always challenge people. And it's funny because I had someone in my DMs earlier today, actually, we're recording this on a Tuesday. She's like, is it shallow of me to want to be like physically attracted to this person? He and I vibe really well when we're speaking, but then in person, it wasn't everything that I wanted it to be. And then something along the lines of, you know, like, what should I do? You know, maybe see like he surprises me and I was just like well you know it's not shallow if you want a certain appearance like I I get it or if you have a type yeah if you have a type I always at least say or challenge to you know try to see past you know what you prefer in your eyes and you know see where other where beauty stems from in other areas and people may surprise you. I remember when, you know, when I went back into the dating pool last year after my ex fiance and I ended things like he was tall, super buff, really pretty and, you know, super attractive, but you know, like that Greek God body. Right. And then when I started dating, I was like, I'm doing like the opposite of that. And I was dating like all the short scrawny Kings and I loved them. Absolutely loved them. It all be like covered in tattoos and it was a lot of fun. And you know, that's when I was like, okay, my, my type does not need to be like this certain figure. I can certainly look elsewhere and just see like where I vibe with who and yeah, see where it goes. Oh, that's, I would definitely say when I started dating, not just for my ego, but for, you know, other parts of myself is when I started going for more of the guys that I wouldn't have normally picked. And absolutely, they surprised me. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yes. There's one guy, actually the avocado farmer, as you uh, obviously very handsome dude, super hot, but he's not my normal type. I like tall, dark and handsome. He's not like short. I think he's like five, nine, five, ten, but he's blonde um, and just like, you know, not the not the normal tall, dark look that I go for. Homeboy to this day, like is still one of the, like my most favorite sexual experiences to like, that I could ever think of. Uh, it's just so fucking amazing every time with him. So yeah, I've gone after people that like didn't fit that normal type or category that I go for and they've absolutely surprised me. So I've, I've become a lot more open. But I think to answer her question, I think it's all about balance. You know, I am a Libra. I strive for balance and harmony. But think about it. Like, y- yes, you, you do. I don't want to lock up my ego and like never feed it. There are some things that yes, of course, like you want to give to your ego. So like find balance in it all. Find, you know, 
a partner or things or partners that kind of give that all around. Not only do they say your ego, but they take care of your inner child. They satisfy your future self. Um, they nurture your present self, like all those things, find a balance in it. So for you guys, I hope what you took away from this episode is to maybe sit down think about your ego a little bit in relation to dating, non-monogamy. Like I said, it could even be applicable to monogamy, but I think it's a really important conversation to have with yourself is like figure out the times that like your ego's upset, you know, at a, look at a situation and be like, who is upset within me? And then that way, like tackle the problem. More often than not, jealousy is often tied to either your ego or probably your inner child. You know, so when you're working through those things, like that's something to consider. But, but I think, you know, we shouldn't be afraid of our egos. We shouldn't try to avoid it. Instead, we should try to find a way to work with our ego. Look at them in the eye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Like, you know when you're having that conversation with someone and you're gossiping? right? And they're like saying something like when you go through a breakup, right? Or your old ex finds someone new and you're looking at pictures and you're like, oh my God, they're so pretty or they're so much hotter. Or they're so, or yeah. if you're like, I'm so much hotter. Yeah. Ego check. Ego check right then Ego and there. Ego check right then and there. Yep. Mm. You don't know how they make them feel. Right. You don't know what they're offering. Yeah. They're hot, but so are you. Exactly. Or yeah, you're hot, but so are they. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think that's a that's an important relationship that everyone should work on. We're not only working on our relationships with our assholes, but also with our egos. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'll admit when it came to, you know, Nikki's divorce situation, my ego got in the way a ton, but then I'd look that bitch in the face and be like, that's really rude. My ego, not, 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 not me. <laughs> so I hope you all took away something from this episode. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to check out the website, doubleteenpodcast.com and the Patreon. If you want to throw some support, help us keep this going. Because like I said, it's a second full-time job that we don't get paid for, but we love it. And we love you guys. And seriously, I can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart for all of the support that you guys showed me through this. And that's all I have to say. Plus we have some, some, great gifts that we're going to be sending out to our Patreon supporters. Maybe you'll get a ball cap. Maybe you'll get some stickers. I really want to do like a monthly Polaroid first, maybe for one of the tiers where like, you know, I take a fun Polaroid in the midst of something, you know, whether like as I'm getting ready for a sex party or on a date or something and like, you know, give that to you guys. Ooh, speaking of, Cammie may have a fun story to tell in a few weeks. Very excited about that. Stay tuned. More to come. Where more to come. Um, <laughs> wear condoms, everybody. Oh, I also have a great story from last weekend. Um, it was my wedding anniversary. Um, so naturally decided to deal with it in a way, you know, to handle my emotions and the story is fire. So I can't wait to share that next time. That might be the next episode. I think that'll be the next episode. Okay. Sounds good. So again, everybody wear condoms, have fun, be safe, vet properly, slide into the DMs if you have a question or or submit a form and email us at doubleteamedpodcast.com. Now go sit with your ego, have a little chat, get to know them, get to know your ego, how you envision them and, and see how that goes. We love you. Bye.